Welcome to the Rooted Business Podcast. I'm Rachel, your intentional marketing architect. I'm Jess, your systems and ops guru. This podcast will talk through our experiences as seasoned business owners, open up about our triumphs and challenges. We'll share candid conversations and invaluable insights to help you establish a business that stands the test of time. Together, we've navigated the ups and downs of running a successful online business, and we know firsthand the importance of finding harmony in your hustle. In each episode, we'll dive deep into the inner workings of your business operations and marketing strategies while we peel back the layers to reveal actionable advice and practical tips that you can implement right away. We won't stop there. We believe that true success goes beyond profits and the growth charts. That's why we'll explore the critical role of wellness and mindset in your entrepreneurial journey. Because burnout is a real threat, and we're here to help you avoid that. Together, we'll uncover the strategies and practices that prioritize your well-being, ensuring you have the energy and resilience to thrive in the long run. Join us as we delve into intentional business growth, sharing personal stories, lessons learned, and expert advice that will empower you to make informed decisions to grow your business. So if you're ready to harmonize your hustle and create a business that thrives while honoring your inner balance, don't miss out on the rooted business. Subscribe now and embark on this transformative journey with us. Well, hello. hello. <laughs> and happy Friday. We made it. We made it. These weeks are flying by, but I'm actually like very grateful this week went by really fast. <laughs> I know me and my daughter were talking about how it is that weeks have just been zooming by. I can't believe it's Friday already. I still have a co-host in the room. Well, <laughs> I know she's going to be the one that like makes me have to mute myself because she'll bark at the mailman when he pulls up and all of that. So yeah. yeah, well, I do feel like life is getting really, really fast right now, and that the holidays are quickly approaching us. It's and nice. end of the year, and um, we talked about Black Friday like a couple of episodes ago. And the next big thing that you're going to hear people in this space talk about is Lanny. Yes, manager. I love to plan. It is one of my favorite, most favorite things in the world too, is to come up with a giant plan. But I know a lot of people don't feel that same way. How do you feel about planning? I am, I'm like a love-hate relationship to it. Like when I do plan, it makes me feel more confident. It makes me feel like I have some very obtainable goals in place, but I also get very overwhelmed with planning and like the execution side of it. So I think we'll we'll talk about all of that today, but I think it's going to be very interesting perspectives of how I'm very love-hate and you're like, give me all the plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually, when I did a post about this recently, is five types of planning meetings to have in your business, which sounds like a lot. Especially if you're a solopreneur like me, but you do still need to have planning meetings with yourself. And I just was looking up like some of my notion, like brain dumps about planning, type planning into my notion, like all the content ideas just show up. And one of the things that I wrote was when you approach planning from a place of self-care, that's where magic happens. And I think that 
a lot of people look at planning as something else they need to do. Or if you're a creative person or a very intuitive person, you feel like maybe you don't want to plan because you feel like that stifle your creativity. And I'm here to make a case for that planning will not stifle your creativity. It will not stifle your intuition. It will not hinder your flexibility. It really will lay the foundation for all of that to occur. Because what's really stifling your creativity is not the plan. It's that you have like so much stuff in your brain, right? That's why these self-care practices we talked about, like journaling and meditation are so beneficial and so calming because you're getting everything, like giving your brain a break. And I think when you take a moment to use a project management planning tool and then get it all out of your brain, you're just making more space for creativity and intuition to flow in. Yeah, and I think the shift of just getting away from the reactive side of business and how when you reach a low, of like whether that's leads or whatever that is, really making sure that you have a proactive plan in place to assure those just from an energy perspective so you don't get so down. But also it really allowed you to like embody that like CEO energy in your business because you're like, we got this. There's a level of confidence that I can now say, this might be a low right now, but I have this plan in place that's going to counteract this current season in business. Yeah. I think another reason why some of my clients won't resist planning is they feel like it's like they're approaching it like a more like capitalized approach. Like I'm planning so that I can be super productive and get more stuff done. But really, when I look at planning and planning it from a space of self-care, like I am planning like my me time, my time that my kids are off and then trying to, you know, strategically place in all of those business revenue generating activities around that so that you can really build that integrated work-life relationship. Yeah, I think one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I just got from my Black Friday Alternatives post was that they didn't realize how planning can be such a revenue-generating component in a business. Or even they didn't realize how rest can be a revenue-generating component. And I think it's just one of those things that maybe it has such a stigma attached to it of like heaviness or corporateness. But I think when we go through how you approach planning, how it can really just change your whole perspective on planning in general in your business. Yeah, I think that planning tends to have more of that like masculine energy, which um, I think as a project manager, that's what I lean into more. But because I've had all these experiences where I brought in like yoga and Ayurveda and practices, wisdom, they talk about like rituals and routines and aligning yourself with the seasons and even doing like seasonal detoxes or resets as you shift from one season to the next and then honoring like your energy in those different seasons. So I think planning is something that one, you have to give yourself the grace or mistakes that you're going to make the first time or you're probably going to like bite off way more than you can chew. Oh, no. Oh, a reflection. Oh, I put eight projects on my quarter to on my 12 week plan and like I got one of done. That 
helps you like shift in and ground into that like reality and give yourself compassion about what I think it also just keeps like protecting, especially those seasonal resets of it is human nature for you to get unfocused and thrown off course and will have shiny object syndrome. But when you set aside those intentional times, I'm going to revisit my plan because I think that's a mistake. A lot of people, they make a plan and then it's That's why you're really just checking in that overall plan. It's setting aside that intentional time to check in, make the adjustments that's needed so that you can still remain flexible, but grounded in your approach to goals. Yeah, I think we should start where most people probably are more familiar, which is what you had just said of adding those 10 plus things to their plan and thinking, okay, great, I'm going to accomplish all of these. So maybe let's start with the biggest mistakes that come with planning backwards. I don't want to say wrong because everybody has their own approach to things, but like planning in a way that's not supportive of the various seasons or your energy levels or anything like that. Because I know when I first started planning my in my business, I was like, oh, 10 things. Like, I'm going to reach this goal. I'm going to drive this much traffic. I'm going to do that. And then I think my business coach reframed it for me. She goes, that is one giant project that this goal is now on your like plan. And that project has about 25 different subtasks that come with it. So when you have one project with 25 different subtasks, the amount of workload you're putting yourself through when you have 10 goals on your annual plan is almost like immediately setting you, you setting yourself up for failure. So I want to let's start there because I think that's probably something people can most identify with. Yeah, yeah. So I think really what that comes down to is um, knowing yourself and your own. We talked about your capacity, but knowing yourself, knowing your energy, knowing and not letting the outside forces of should pull you off course. And it's like really, really clear about like what season of life you're in. Do you have kids right now? Because that's going to like shrink how much time you have to actually work your business. Are you in good health? Like just know, are you getting married? I know you dealt with that. Like, do you have other big life things where you're going to have to like kind of shift back in your work? So knowing if this is like a work mode or if this is a pullback mode, and then also knowing like how the different seasons affect you because we're all made up of different constitutions according to Ayurveda, earth, wind, fire. So different seasons are going to have different effects on people. So for me, this fall and spring is like when I really come the most alive. I joke with people all the time. It's like, you will only see me posting on Instagram like April, May, June, because that's like Vada season. That is my like airy. My birthday is in April. Like I am just feeling myself and I am all out there. And then, yeah. And then like also just like where you live, like for me, July and August, I know a lot of people like take summer breaks during that time. But for me in New Orleans, it is 105 degrees. Like I don't even want to go outside. You live in Texas, you know it too. So like I stay inside and work a lot during those times. But I know so I can take off during Mardi Gras or holidays. So that's a busier season for me where I want to have more space. So I think it's like Knowing yourself, knowing your values, knowing your unique energetic blueprint and taking that all into account when you're determining what your plan is and then giving yourself a grace that like as humans, we're always going to 
overestimate what we can get done in one year. But the great thing is that we usually underestimate what we've done in three years. The way I approach planning is like setting like an annual vision. I don't really get, and I'd love to hear this because I know you get a little more planful like when you're doing certain like launches or revenue generating activities. But for me, annual planning really is about revisiting like my overall vision, shifting that if it needs to change, revisiting who I'm serving, how I'm serving them, if any of that needs to change, and then revisiting like how much I'm working, when I'm working, if anything that needs to change. It's like that overall intention and vibe of how I'm feeling working in my business. And then loosely planning out based on the seasons and what's going, like when the revenue generating activity is like how many clients I can take off, take when I know like I'm going to have to like pull back on clients because I want to, you know, take off a week for Mardi Gras every year, (laughs) which I do every year. But that's more what like that annual planning piece is for me. Yeah, I always start with a word of the year that I want to like always come back to. This word of the year was for 2023, I believe it was flow. And so every day I would put out my plan or every week I would put out my plan. They say, how am I embodying the word of the year as just like a constant reminder to it? Because I think in business, some of the most important things to like respect are the seasons of your own in particular business. And I think really making sure that you're saying, okay, I'm going in a push season this year. So I'm going to be making, you know, myself a little uncomfortable. I'm going to be pushing revenue generating activities. I'm this, this, and this, or I'm in a pull season where I'm just chilling. I'm pulling back my energy to build up and recharge. And I think like really making sure that you're like honoring the seasons of your business. And I think we've talked about this a lot of how there are certain trends that happen uniquely in your own business based off of what you sell, based off of how your customers respond, all of that. And really making sure that as you're being aware of these, you're also not putting putting things into your plan that are going to like work against the trends and the seasons and all of that. Like, I think that's probably the most important thing. But I definitely think setting that tone overall and then checking in with it, like you had said, you're not creating several plans throughout the year. You're creating one and you're having check-ins with that constantly. So, yeah. My word of the year was blossom this year, which I thought I love because I had spent putting down roots and now we are blossoming just as out here podcasting posting on social media we are opening up but yeah so my word of the year is blossom and then in that annual plan like there are certain projects that i put like almost like on a vision board i have it in notion as my ideas parking lot it could be things like start a podcast rework website update my service guide these are all things that were on my to-do list So then when I go down into quarterly planning, that's really when I can pick out. And this is where the overwhelm is like giving yourself some boundaries, especially if you're creative or intuitive person can be so helpful for you because it's not like if you pick three projects to work on and you finish them all before the 12 weeks are up that you can't start something else. But put eight projects on your list and try to start all of them and don't get anything done then you're going to feel like crap about yourself. So 
give yourselves a little restriction out based on your data, your analytics, what season of business, what do you need? Do you need more revenue? Do you need more you know, to pull back and bring your operations? Like where check in where you at and then determine these are my top three priorities for the next 12 weeks. I'll grow the list, do this, and then going drilling down to what projects or processes support those goals. So if your goal is that you need to increase your leads, like you could probably come up with 10 or 15 projects on how you're going to do that. So like picking one project to experiment with that quarter or to create that quarter so that you can move yourself closer to that goal. And that's really where that quarterly while we planning com- comes into play. And then at the end of the 12 weeks, you're evaluating what worked that, what didn't get done. Did I bite off too much more than two? Whoa, that was, oh, that project took so much longer than I initially expect, you know, like just learning from that as you're talking. Yeah, I think to give real life examples of this, like at the beginning of, I think it was last year, I was like, okay, great. I'm going to start TikTok. I'm going to do SEO. I'm going to, tackle and it was like all of these different like workflows and things I'm going to redo all of my like Dubsado those are massive projects and they all have a place that like can fit inside of the year not saying I can't get them all done but if I plan out my year and think I'm going to hit the ground running and I'm going to get this done and this done that's a surefire way to get burnt out instantly at the beginning of the year and that's like setting the tone for you to just like energetically catch up to like you trying to push yourself so hard at the very beginning. So I think it's more of an act of love to plan in your business than it is this kind of like, oh, boring, boring. I don't want to have to plan. I don't want to have to do this. And I will say there's a lot of people who, and I will use content creation as an example, where they say, I don't post unless I'm inspired. You can still use that like inspiration to flow in your business, but it doesn't have to happen everywhere in your business. It can be in certain elements like content creation, but honoring the fact that you may be inspired to post here, but if your revenue goals are X and you're only inspired one time, you're probably going to have a disconnect there in how you're accomplishing and reaching your plan. Yeah. And I think that's another place where planning can just open the space for creativity to flow. Because if you don't have the pressure on yourself, like I have to post today, but or I've got eight posts that are like banked, ready to go. But now I'm creatively inspired to post this. Like you can easily plug some, shift the stuff back and plug that inspiration in. It's a lot harder to open up a blank page with the pressure knowing that you have to post today because you're trying to generate revenue. That's a lot more pressure and that's actually going to stifle your creativity. That's not going to open you up to creativity. I can speak to this from personal experience is that I did a whole month of social media planning and I probably used about half of the posts, but the other half were inspired posts. But guess what? Now I have like 12 other posts that are ready to go when I need to like whip them up. But mm-hmm. it opened up so much more creativity because once you start gaining that momentum and getting that feedback from your audience, you're just going to, the ideas are going to naturally pour in and flourish because you've already done the work and taken the pressure off yourself. Your brain is going to be open up to so much more creative space. 
It's just like meditation. It's, it's not that you're overwhelmed. Take space. That's where the magic really comes from. I love that bridge. I love that. Let's get into these five planning meetings because okay. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> All right. So we talked about annual planning already, which is just setting your big vision for the year, picking your word for the year. I love that. Okay, like really evaluating like each part of your life. Like you're, I like to look at holistic view, right? Especially if we're like entrepreneurs, like our business is our life, we're life is our business. So like evaluating like how, how you know, am I spending too much time working or do I need more time with my kids or do I need more time with my partners or am I having any fun or like how is everything working and like, evaluating what shifts you can make because one of those things is going to influence the other um, because time is, you know, we don't, we only have so much time in the day. So you're going to have to make trade-offs and that's what goes back to what you were talking about is what season are you in? Are you in a, a mom season? Or are you in a, you know, so I think a lot of people are like, you can have it all. You can have it all, but you can't have it equally. You're still going to have to like make trade-offs and balances. So that's really what I love for the beginning of the year is like evaluating where I am and then vision setting. What would I love to do this year? What would I be so happy to be celebrating at the end of 2023 or 2024? So that's where I wrote things like start my podcast, all these big projects that I know that can happen. And then planning out my sales revenue. So based on like your business model, what you did last year, like what current clients you're going to have, this is going to look really different for everything, but like planning out that. And then you can start planning out sales launches. If you're doing a launch model, you can start planning out like other, like other like admin projects that you're going, you know, be able to kind of like pocket them. Um, Like I just Mm -hmm. make a little like grid in my notion. There we go. My cable turned on. I make a little grid in my notion and create planning, creating, launching, and I just map out each month. And then I have the revenue that I made last year. And then what my goals are based on how much I want to grow my revenue this year. That just gives me like a, it changes so much throughout the year. And that's why I don't get like stuck. I feel like so many people might get stuck on annual planning because it's like, oh, I don't know what I want to do in like six months. That's a big commitment to me, but just have a loose frame, like yeah. what you like to do and then take it quarter by quarter. And so that's when we move into, I call them seasonal resets, where you're really taking a look at the past 12 weeks, always the same steps, evaluating what are you celebrating? Where did you get stuck? What needs to change? What, did you hit your revenue goals? Did you, you need to pick up some more money? So set some new revenue goals. Okay, what projects and actions do I need to take to set those revenue goals? I really like to look at and I, my my business coach has us check in every Monday with what our goals are. Do because I like to look at it as a holistic goal as I look at health, wealth, and happiness. So I every uh, setting three goals for one for health, one for wealth, and one for happiness. So that's kind of how I approach my quarterly goal. Like, what am I going to do? Because I think one of the things that I see so many of my clients get stuck in is that when you take on these additional projects, in addition to your client work, it's like you have to be very realistic about how much time you have to work on your business. So it's like if you're a small business owner, if you're a solopreneur, that's why I think one or two projects a quarter it's totally fine because you probably only have at most, I would say, eight hours a week to work yeah. on your business. So it's like when you're doing your project planning, really being 
realistic about yourself about, okay, I've got eight hours a week to get these projects done. Is the, is this even like feasible with what, you know, I want to, want to do? Yeah, I think as a service-based business, it's very important to realize that as you get more clients and as you become more successful in your services, that very typically your business kind of falls to the wayside. And that happens with a lot of people. And there's no shame in it. It's something that I see in the business communities that I'm in, in like my, you know, like mentor space, like it's a normal thing. And so really making sure that you're not setting yourself up for that. Negative, oh, I didn't get my goals. All right. Oh, I didn't reach them. Because you're practically running multiple businesses. If you are a service-based business with very big like retainer packages, like Whenever I try to describe to someone, because of course people don't get it when they're not in a business, they're like, what do you do? You do marketing? I'm like, yeah, I do marketing. The way I describe it is like, I'm literally planning. I have 10 clients on my roster right now. I'm planning 10 client, 10 businesses, marketings right now. That is a lot. And like really making sure that adding one more, which is my own business to it, I don't let myself down in that plan. And so like you're saying, like being real realistic about how much time you have as a service-based business or as a business with client work of some sort so that you're not allowing your business to just be neglected and ignored. So that's what this planning process really is about, is that it's giving your business the opportunity to also get some of your love in a way that you're not having to make that decision every week of, oh, I don't have time for this. Oh, this can easily be pushed because it's not my client's work or whatever. So it's really framing it in that way that you're showing your business love when you're honoring your plans and you're not over planning. For sure. Okay. So then after seasonal planning, we've identified the projects or goals for the quarter. And then I love to have project planning meetings, kind of kickoffs for each project that we're going to do. Even if you're executing this project by yourself, and we did a episode, I think it's coming out two weeks from now, two weeks ago from when you're listening to this in the future about breaking down big projects and what my project planning process is. But those are so important because that's when you're going to take the, that's where you're going to find those 95 subcasts that you didn't see in the giant project on Monday. Then that's where I'm going to schedule all project tasks of like how much I can realistically get done each week. So project planning, and then I do monthly planning, which that's more content focused when I do it with my clients, where we're checking in our goals, that sort of thing. But the bulk of that is based on what we're launching, what we're trying to sell right now, how our numbers are doing, like what content can we push out to support that? Um, so that's really what my monthly is. And then laying out, like looking at those individual project plans that and like shifting around the task and really trying to determine like when each thing is going to get. So it's annual. Annual. Slash quarterly. Yeah. Monthly. Uh, Monthly and then individual project. Project. All right. Sounds like a lot, but they do save you time when all, when you can open up your laptop and know exactly what to work on each day. 
So then we're doing weekly, I love to call them realignment calls or momentum calls. And this is where you're just planning out your week. You're looking at your appointment calendar. You're looking at the tasks you have to get done for your uh, clients. You're looking at your project's task and you're just laying those out to what day you're going to get each thing done. And if you want to be even more granular, you could do like what time block you want to get things done. And I think the more and more you do this, the more you learn like your energy and how your ebbs and flows and you're able to set yourself up for success. For me, like I'm probably and probably most people, um, Mondays are like a slower, you know, so I'm not going to give myself 18 tasks to do on yeah. a Monday. It's really just when I'm doing like some review and some reflection. We could probably do a whole other episode on like the energetics of the days and the times, but yeah, and how it aligns. But uh, Tuesdays for me are like Tuesdays a fire day. So I don't know about you, but on Tuesday, I can, I have all my client calls that day, but I can also get done like four or five tasks, like in between all my clients. Yeah. I think my Mondays are, I have a section and like, I want to make sure that we can position this for the solopreneur who is actively like doing all of these meetings alone. But every Monday I have a 30 minute block on my morning calendar that says brain dump any tasks that came up last week that aren't already on the to-do list. I'll brain dump them. And I have a few zaps in place. I drop everything in Notion. I have a few zaps that send it to a to-do list inside of my Google so I could drag them onto my calendar. And so brain dump is like the first section. Then getting them time blocked is the second section. And then I have the rest of the week organized with the things that I need to get done, including my work, like my marketing, my client work, my calls, all of that. So you have a very clear plan. I know for someone like me who is very neurodivergent, when it's not on my calendar and it's not somewhere on a list, my immediate reaction is avoid. We don't know. We forget about it. If it's not right in front of me, I won't do it. If it's on my calendar, oh, if it's on my calendar, I will not avoid it. I'm like, got to get it done. It's like this little like dopamine hit of hitting completed task. It's so much different than having it in my notion, which it exists there too, but having it there compared to my calendar, it's a different, it's a, I don't know how, I don't know why neurodivergent people are the way they are, why I am the way I am, but having it there is game changing. And if you get into this process of just doing it for yourself, and again, it's that CEO hat versus employee hat. Like you have to do these planning meetings as an employee so that your boss, your CEO will be proud of you and be like, oh yeah, you're kicking it. You can get promotions if you're doing your employee job. (laughs) Yeah. For me too. For me too. Like my brain, if I can prepare my brain for what's coming that day, it does so much better than where I'm like, I'm just going to wake up and figure out what I'm going to need to do. If I'm like, nope, tomorrow you're, I offer these like integration days, which are very, very work heavy. Rachel was like, maybe you should give yourself two days. To do. <laughs> but like, it's like, I am like the Super Bowl preparing like the night before I'm going to knock all this stuff out. Um, so it's funny how my brain works like that. And my notion, my integrations actually go different. I zap my calendar invite into my notion. And then I but I have all my clients set up in Notion too. So they like come into my Notion and I have 
big board, but whatever. I love, I do a lot of driving and dropping. And this is where I think people don't like to plan because they think it will stifle their flexibility, but really setting the foundation of your flexibility because at least it's there. And if you wake up and you decide you're not in the energetic mood to do that today and maybe tomorrow, or you wake up with a migraine um, or something like that, like you can just drag and drop to the next day, but you don't lose it. And, you know, and I feel like it gives you so much peace of mind that it's still there. Like people that don't use calendars, like I don't understand. I know it's not everybody because everyone's like, my boyfriend the other day, he's like, you're good at this calendar stuff. Can you write that we need to give the dog like sleep medicine here? And I'm like, I don't even understand. I don't like have a calendar. And I probably annoy people with my calendar because like I have my daughter's dad like on a shared Google calendar. So I'm putting all her events in here. And like I've got our family events in here. My calendar is crazy. And then I use Notion as well. So that is planning. That is weekly planning. And if you have a team, so Rachel went through solo planning. If you have a team, these weekly alignment calls as I have them are like a great way as a CEO for you not to be inundated with questions throughout your week while you're trying to get your focus worked up. Like one day where your entire team can come together, everyone can share their project updates. If there's any issues, they're going on the issues list. And then at the end of the call, you can work through any issues that are there in real time versus trying to like slack and then having to wait. And like that, those weekly alignment calls are really just setting everybody up for success, making sure that everybody has what they need to complete their tasks. At the end of the time, it creates like accountability loop for your virtual assistants to know that like they're going to get, they're going to commit to th- what they're going to get done this week. And then next week it's on the agenda. So you're going to have to report back on what you've done that week. CEO, that kind of gives you peace of mind where you're not having to like remember everything that you delegated through Slack or through email. It's like put it in one call, put it on one agenda. I have an integration set up for my Slack to a Notion database that is issues and ideas. So anytime one of my CEOs that I'm supporting has like a idea or issue they want to speak with the team about, they can just, or anybody really, they can just put it into the issue and idea Slack. It goes into the database, which is embedded in our planning, do- our meeting document, and everything is there. And it's so much like the name of the game externalize your brain as much as you can. Yes. As you and let you think, to be creative, to help serve your clients, to do all of those things. So, anything that you can do planning wise to support that, like clear mind in yoga, they call the whirlings of the mind chitta vrittis. And that is the object of uh, yoga is to calm your teeth of it so you can have joy and that's really what planning can do i don't love that though. and that's why i think it's self-care very regularly okay so daily planning which is basically just looking at your task you set up for the day checking in with your employee selves how is your employee self feeling does she have need to have a discussion with your boss self about i just woke up with the worst i've been getting migraines lately this way example but i'm gonna woke up with the worst migraine and i really need to push this off is that okay to push it off or i'm not feeling creative today so i can't write all this copy can i push this off like is like you start to realize like how your cycle affects like your creativity your productivity but as you like begin to tune into that you like feel more confident and too too because i'm like my to-do list will get starting to get like really long but then like my what's the one right before you can straight the video 
I literally will phase mm-hmm. like, that's great for like just knocking stuff down and finish your list. I will knock everything out that week. It's like, I will procrastinate and just be moving from left to right on my notion calendar, like bumping it down a day. And then all of a sudden, Moody all day comes and like, I can get everything done. So yeah. uh, that's really what the daily check-in is. And then if you can remember to do it, it's great to end your day with what got done today, marking that off your to-do list, give yourself that little dopamine hit, and then planning out like, okay, based on what got done today, what needs to get done tomorrow? And then kind of just how you keep that momentum and that stable energy going along. Yeah, I think it may, as we're going through this, it may feel like a lot, but it really is this kind of cohesive like system in your business. If you do the bigger plan, everything else filters down into supporting each other. It's not you're coming up with brand new projects every single quarter or coming up with brand new um, things every single month. It's literally keeping yourself on track without this big looming plan. It's taking essentially what we talked about two episodes ago. It's taking this large kind of goal, which is a successful business, and chopping it down into bite-sized, digestible assets that you can say, done, instead of being like, okay, I have a goal of reaching multiple six figures. That's that's a big goal. And you can't just be like, all right, I'm going to go do it now. There has to be like workings and like meetings and little shifts that happen along the way. Because if you don't come back into that and you like wing your plan and your business goals, kind of left with a lot of uncertainty, a lot of like lacking of clarity. And it really just creates you're working against systems, essentially. And then I will say, obviously, as women business owners, we have various levels of like our cycle that you would like kind of what you were just talking about. When you have these like bigger plans in your quarterly plan, if you're tracking your cycle, you could easily be like, I'm not going to launch during this time because that sounds miserable and honoring the energies in advance rather than putting yourself in a position where you're like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. So for me, I do those VIP integration days and it's like, okay, I knew the certain times of month where I cannot, those are not going to be successful for me because... I don't have the right type of energy to approach it. And like, it's never going to be perfect, but it's always just about learning yourself. And I think the biggest thing is about setting aside that intentional pause, which we talk about a lot, to see how things are going and to be really intentional about your prioritization and then, you know, the action taking. Totally. This was such a great like, I hope people take away at least one thing from it, yeah. but there's so much meat in this. Like, I can't wait to re-listen to it and actually set my, I'm going to set up reoccurring meetings on my calendar just for me so that get these five meetings done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, even when I think like you can start with if annual planning, like depending on where you're at in your business, like if annual planning seems too big right now, or maybe it's like the end of the year, like you can start with daily planning of just. I feel like there's just so much value of just like brain dumping, like you said, everything that you need to get done and like setting aside like a spot. Um, And of course, if you need more support to do that, definitely seasonal planning and annual planning is like my absolute favorite thing to do. Like when people are like, what could you do all day and get planned for? Like, I want to help you reach your goals in a sustainable and energetic way. So definitely reach out to me. 
And there is a project, there'll be a project planning notion tool that you can up. Yeah. And on the Instagram post that always goes with every single uh, episode, drop questions you might have about planning. I think that this is something that can really be demystified and actually implemented in so many businesses. And it will make such a valuable impact on like longevity of business, sustainability, and like just overall energetics. Because it doesn't need to be hard. You really can harmonize these different things that feel like sticky in your business. All right. Until next week.